I eat a fry every day this summer. Or from that building site. You know, now again, we didn't win, so maybe it wasn't the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been there, the food and the pasta. <laughs> OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We're talking Liverpool now and um, an interesting game against uh, Everton at the weekend, but kind of in keeping with Liverpool's season so far. Harriet Pryor is with us to pick through it. Harriet, good morning to you. How are you? Morning. Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. How are you guys? Uh, we're, we're six games in. Are there trends emerging from Liverpool's season? It's difficult to get a, a grip uh, on how well or otherwise uh, Jurgen Klopp feels the team are playing. Um, and luckily enough, uh, Manchester City also dropped points at the weekend. So it wasn't a catastrophic uh, dropping of points, but there's definitely been a sense that maybe they're just not firing at the moment for whatever reason. Yeah, like you mentioned there, we're six games in and we've got nine points. I think that's not the ideal point you want to be at at the start of the season, especially coming off the back of last season when we were fighting on all four fronts and we took it right to the last stage of every single competition. It it just seems this season like we're just a little bit off it and I don't know if there's a variety of factors involved, whether there is a bit of a hangover from last season and a few players just are still finding their way a bit, whether... They're trying to adapt to the new system. And I think that might be the, the biggest change for me is that we've obviously lost Sadio Mane. We've got Darwin Nunez in and, and he's more of an out-and-out striker. And we've had to change the formation to adapt to him. And at the moment, it, it doesn't quite seem to be working. And I don't think you can pin that on individuals. But yeah, there's there's no denying that we have dropped a lot of points at this stage. And, and luckily, other teams around us have as well. So we're not a million miles off. But I think we need to find our way soon. Otherwise, we will end up a million miles off. Liverpool games are almost too entertaining at the start of the season. Like it was incredible that that somehow finished scoreless. Liverpool hit the woodwork what, three times, but Everton had countless chances as well. It, it's hard to remember, with the exception of, and maybe it's not an exception, looking at this season a couple of years ago with all the injuries, where Liverpool are got at so easily. Like every time a team comes forward, there's these massive gaps, and it does feel as why Everton's a little bit off. There's also something systemic there that they need to fix quite quickly. Yeah, I'm not sure if you can if you can sort of say there's massive gaps because I think the style of football they play is high risk and high reward and they, they play this high line and so much is spoken about it, whether it's a good thing or not. But ultimately, it's what's helped us win trophies in the last few years because we squeeze teams, we push so high up the pitch and, and, and play such an attacking style of football. And unfortunately, that does mean, like you mentioned, that sometimes on the counter-attack, there are spaces for the opposition to exploit. And I think that's what we really saw against Everton there were stages where it was six on three and they had six attackers running forward and we only had three defenders back and and they were able to find gaps that, that shouldn't have existed but last season I feel we were more effective at, at defending from from those counter-attacking moments this season it, it sort of has gone a bit wrong and, and then and then yeah they, we do concede goals and we do concede goals first in a lot of games and we were lucky we were lucky not to concede we were lucky not to score but we were also lucky not to concede against Everton because they had a lot of really good chances. So, yeah, it, sometimes the, the goals we consider against the run of play because we have played so well and then they just manage to catch us on the counter. So something has got to change. It's a control thing for me. How are we controlling the game? Are we letting the opposition control the pace of it? Are we letting them keep the ball too much? Are we, let, are we being good enough out of possession? Those are questions that I've started to ask. Uh, the the uh, so that's is that a midfield issue? Or are we coming back to like? Cause it, well, you look at that midfield at the weekend. Like Harvey Elliott and Fabio Carvalho are two exceptionally talented young players, but they're a world away from 
Gini Vinealdum and Jordan Henderson either side of Fabinho or even Thiago who like there has been a transformation of Liverpool over the last couple of years since Thiago arrived where they wanted more control the rock and roll football had gone a little bit like they were more comfortable in possession and happier in possession whereas Elliot and Carvalho I would have looked at and thought well Elliot can slot in for Salah Carvalho can slot in for Diaz you would I wouldn't really seen the two of them as real out-and-out central midfielders. Certainly not in the Merseyside derby uh, in a game of... It, it, it just feels like they're in a little bit of limbo in what they want from their midfield or what they can have from the midfield at the moment. Yeah, there's obviously a lot of injuries and you mentioned some of the names there. Thiago, hopefully, will be back next week. Carvalho, for me, he hasn't got a best position yet and, and you're right, he's a really good, talented young player but is he going to play in midfield long-term? Probably not, probably will be more of an attacking player. Elliot, I think, will be a out-and-out midfielder but yeah, that the balance is looking a little bit off in, in most games in that midfield and Liverpool's midfield is a difficult place to play because it's just very functional. It supports the fullbacks going forward. It supports, it provides chances for the for the attackers, but it also just shields the, the back four. And at the moment, it's just not quite clicking. And I think it's funny because you look at the team at the weekend and Carvalho and Elliot Klopp did everything to make sure that we would score a goal and that it wouldn't be a nil-nil, another nil-nil in the Merseyside derby. But it just didn't come off and for whatever reason... I do think that the midfield is a slight problem, but I think that's more caused by the shape. I mean, changed to a four-two-four at the weekend with only two midfielders, Elliot being one of the two, and that, that for me doesn't work. So how are we going to support them best? How are we going to make sure that the shape is working for the midfield that are a little bit inexperienced at the moment and provide chances? Because at the moment, that's not quite coming off. We should talk about Mo Salah as well. What is the... I mean, look, is it is it just a, a, a weird thing where the... Uh, misses have happened together or the opportunities haven't fallen together in a sequence and that sequence will just be broken through randomness. Um, is that what we're seeing or is there something about the new players and the new partnerships and actually uh, he's missing the, the settled nature of the relationship that he'd built up over five or six seasons with his uh, previous duo who he was playing with. I mean, Firmino, obviously he's played with Firmino a good bit this season as well. Um, so what, what's your take on what's going on with um, Mo Salah at the moment? Yeah, he has obviously missed chances that you'd expect him in previous seasons or previous games to have to have finished. But I think for me, it's again a shape thing where he feels so far away from the goal in a lot of games. Like for me, you know, he comes on and he's you know he drops so far back. Salah's just pulled really far out wide, and I don't know if that is to facilitate Darwin coming in and the fact that they haven't quite formed their their partnership yet, as hopefully they will later on in the season. So yeah, for me, it's less that there's a problem with him as an individual. It's more that he's just a bit far away from goal to even make the most of opportunities that come his way. So, yeah, it's that one long-term doesn't particularly worry me. I think they'll work that out. I think he'll work out the positions he needs to be in to help Darwin and Darwin likewise with him. Because I still do think some of the connections on the pitch have worked well, like Harvey Elliott and Mo Salah's sort of relationship on the pitch they're building is is going well for me. So it's an interesting one, but I would like, yeah, I would like all of the attackers to start finishing some of the chances they get soon because hit the post twice on, no, three times, I think, actually, at, at the weekend. And, and it's frustrating when you just think, oh, one of those chances has got to go in, but they don't. So, yeah, the, the finishing ability, but we know that's not a problem. It shouldn't be a problem. So, yeah, i just like to see Salah and Diaz getting a little bit closer to the goal in, in the next few games. It's interesting when you said duo there alongside Salah and you're talking about Nunez and Diaz or Firmino and Mane. 
I was thinking more Henderson and Alexander-Arnold as the duo for Salah, because he's who got the best mm. out of them. Because yeah. so many Liverpool goals over the last five years come the same way, where there's the overlap from Alexander-Arnold, Salah just dip back, he'll pick the ball up in the edge of the area, something Bring will be in. created from there. And the cover that Henderson provides to allow Alexander-Arnold to get into that position. And I don't think you can underestimate the importance of Henderson's injuries and decline, a natural decline on Liverpool's struggles, the energy he brought, like been saying this for years, maybe the most underrated player in modern football has been what Jordan Henderson has done for Liverpool and how he allowed Alexander Arnold to play his best, how he provided so much cover, so much energy, intensity to the style of football that Jurgen Klopp wanted. Like their record in big matches for years with Henderson when he played in the middle of midfield was insane. And now he's just not quite there. He definitely looks like injuries are getting on top of him a little bit. It, you know, he's making very uncharacteristic mistakes. And how they replace him is maybe the most important decision. And you do wonder if they've been a little bit hesitant again, Harriet. I heard Jimmy Carragher last week saying like they probably need a full new midfield over the next twelve months. Like they'll be looking at two or three players. And should they've gone and tried to, they'll have their targets. Should they've come forward and brought one of them and spent the money now because there is history recent history of Liverpool delaying uh, whether it was centre halves when the injury crisis struck whether it was sticking with Loris Carries for a season too long that would you be worried already that you'd be reflecting on this season going they've left themselves short in midfield when it was obvious from the start of the season that they might be short in midfield yeah, I think there's a few things to reflect on there. I think you're right to say it's sort of that, a problem on that right-hand side. It is that link-up between the three of them. And he takes Trent off in the second half of the weekend, which I didn't think helped us to create any chances at all. Because like you say, so many of our goals come from Trent assisting Salah and that that connection on the right with Henderson, a key part of that. I don't necessarily think that Henderson has sort of dropped drastically in form this season when he was playing well at the end of last season. I think that maybe he just, like you mentioned there, because there is a lack of midfielders, he hasn't got the significant and sufficient rest that he needs to be able to come in the games that he does need to play well in and perform to his best level. And I I also think he's getting to the age now, maybe, where he needs to be in that number six role rather than a a more attacking midfielder. So him and Fabinho could sort of switch. And then I would have liked to have seen another another attacking midfielder come in. And we know that Jude Bellingham is a long-term target and come in and slot in in that position. And that would have allowed a whole load of um you know freedom for our attack for our midfielders and it would have allowed Henderson to get more of a rest so there does need to be a transformation and you mentioned there we waited we did wait for for Canate and that did cost us sort of a really really good season when we had all those defensive injuries because we waited till the summer to bring to bring our long-term target in and I do feel a little bit like we've done that again we've waited too long and, and we know that we want you better but is he even going to be available next year do we do we know with certainty that we're going to get him absolutely not so I would have liked to have seen another another attacking midfielder come in obviously we've brought in Arta we don't know what he's going to be like where he's going to slot in yet so we've got to bide our time a little bit and see how he gets on but yeah definitely providing Henderson with a bit more rest is is key moving forward especially if he's starting to pick up a few more injuries and then the same goes for Thiago and Fabinho as well but yeah definitely need a bit of revigoration in that midfield area going into next season in particular That that season that we were talking about where the uh, centre-backs the injury crisis hit it was a real struggle for Liverpool to get into the Champions League in the end uh, of that season. And so, you know, that's not that long ago. Everybody remembers it. Uh, is there a fear that this season could get away? Or 
does City's result at the weekend kind of ease a little bit of those fears and actually give everybody a bit of calm? It, this is all fine. Don't worry about it. And it's going to be a weird season anyway with like the uh, the season now and then the season after the World Cup as well. Yeah, that was that that was season was a, a struggle for a variety of reasons. But I think this this one is very different in its nature because that came after the Christmas period and we sort of knew that this was going to be our situation for the rest of the season. We were going to have to cope without any defence or any senior de- defensive players. And we knew that that was the situation we were left with after January. This is a bit different in that we know players are going to come back. We know Thiago's back in training this week, hopefully. We don't know the extent of some of those midfielders' injuries, but hopefully Artemelo sets in, sets in quickly and then some of these other players start to come back. So I think it is slightly different in its nature in that that season we kind of knew we were left with what we had. Now we can think ahead, OK, who are we getting back? How are we going to use them? How are they going to make a difference? And how can we push forward from here? You, you can't say all is lost when you are six points behind the lead or and five points behind Manchester City. I don't think it's feasible to say all is lost at this point in the season. But change does need to come and we start need to start getting results very soon because you can't afford to drop many points in seasons when, when teams are getting over 90 points, as has been the reality of the last few years. Is there any frustration amongst the fan base at the lack of spending? And if there is, is that because they think Klopp doesn't want to spend the money right now because the players aren't available? Or do they blame FSG for not investing in the playing stock? It's definitely nothing to do with Klopp. I think he's been quite clear that he doesn't control what the club spends its money on. And he was quite clear that he wanted another midfielder in the last sort of period of the transfer window. So I don't think anyone's necessarily blaming Klopp. There are obviously elements of of the fan base that would like to spend more money on players and that are frustrated that FSG haven't come and and done that and that they feel that other teams have had so much money spent, especially in this window. You look at Arsenal, Tottenham, City bring in more players and, and why have we not brought in more? There will always be fans that want more players in and I think that's absolutely fair enough. So I don't think that it lies on clock, but I think there is a yeah part of the fan base that is frustrated at FSG and the fact that there hasn't been more investment in a team because we feel this is a team that could win everything because there's so much raw talent in there and I think you know just one or two more reinforcements would go a long way. But maybe in Jan- January we'll we'll see where the situation lies and, and another player will be brought in to sort of ease those difficulties. We'll see. That frustration never really. Or, 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 this is a question: Does that frustration ever find voice amongst the fans? in form of protest or how does it manifest itself? Not not really so far. I think mainly I just see stuff on Twitter, to be honest. So I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how much I can comment on that. But no, not not at the moment. I think you can, you know, look at Manchester United and the situation they're in with their ownership and there is protest and a lot of a lot of discomfort. I think most you know elements of our fan base can recognise there are strengths of FSG and there are weaknesses as well. But we'll see what what happens in the future. But no, no, no protests yet. The Champions League group, nice of uh, Manchester United to sign all of Ajax's best players <laughs> to make sure that it's a much easier Champions League group for Liverpool. Uh, obviously, they've got um, the trip to Napoli this week. The squad is, is the squad big enough at the moment, Harriet, to be able to compete on all four fronts the way they did last season? Yeah, I think the Champions League will be a welcome change, to be honest. It'll be nice to be in, a, in another competition and put the, the struggles in the Premier League to the back of their minds a bit. The squad, yeah, I think the squad will be fine. If we can get through the group stages and just make sure that we don't sort of need to do anything drastic, pick up points away from home and get wins at Anfield and hopefully hopefully we'll be able to do that. Although, you know, our results haven't been great. We'll, we should be okay. And then by the time we get to the group stages, hopefully our squad will be back to a bit more normality. We've already seen Jota back at the weekend. It was a huge boost. So, yeah, I feel, I feel 
hopefully confident about the Champions League and, the, and getting through the group. So we'll see how the next few weeks pan out. But I think this, the squad depth shouldn't be a problem, hopefully, come well come the end of the group stages. So just get through those and, and see where we end up. Yeah, it does feel like it's sort of just damage limitation at the moment. So get a bit of momentum in the Champions League because suddenly you don't want to be in a position where you're going into those last couple of games and you desperately need to win and you're having to put out your full starting eleven. And likewise in the Premier League, the positive for Liverpool is they played as poorly as they have and they're only five points behind Manchester City. They meet middle of October at Anfield. Like you want to be in a position in that where you know, if you win, you're, you're close. You're within yeah. a couple of points in them. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be in a position that if you lose and you're 12 points behind, it's all over and it's, it's gone. Yeah, that would be a disaster. But um, I think those injuries, like John on the bench, that was a, a, a big step forward. And if um, they are going to get Thiago back, that does give them a, a completely different outlook. And it has, like the positives are Carvalho and Elliot. Like Carvalho has settled in straight away. He's had his moment. Like that moment is uh, a standout one that you waited an entire career for. The goal against Newcastle and like, Harvey Elliot. Uh, I see a lot of talk in the papers this morning about the England squad for the World Cup. Like he is has the potential to be world class. Okay. All right, Harriet. Good stuff. Thanks a million. Thanks so much. Bye. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.